It's time for Knox Talk, a behind-the-scenes look at the business side of college sports. Featuring Paul Sickman from Knox Sports and Brandon Parks from the Vol Network. Now for today's show. Welcome to another edition of Knox Talk. Today is Monday, the 7th of February, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, Brandon Parks from the University of Tennessee and the Vol Network. Hello, Brandon. Hey, Paul. Great to talk with you today. Excited about another edition of Knox Talk. Thank you, buddy. We are going to talk today about the state of a staple in every college marketer's arsenal just a few years ago, the Coaches Show, and where is it headed now? I, I, let me tell you this, buddy. Two weeks ago, my Florida State Seminoles, my basketball Knowles, were in first place in the ACC and rocketing up the bracketology charts. And after some injuries and ugly losses and ugly losses and ugly losses, we are now, two weeks later, out of the tournament and looking at 2023. <laughs> so I say that because similarly, a few years ago, one of the most lucrative bullets in a collegiate marketer sales portfolio was the coaches show. The naming rights behind it, location rights, the radio spots. You know, I'm talking like two, three years ago. Well, now we're in 2022 and a lot of things have changed with this piece of inventory. So I want to talk about this today and find out where you are and find out where you think we're headed. And we'll maybe talk about some different ways that we're using coaches to, to drive revenue and the, and the MMR and the college scene. So I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. You know, at Tennessee, the, the coaches show, uh, both on the radio format and then the traditional coaches TV show, are, stu- are still very lucrative um, assets for us. Um, and, and I think Tennessee's somewhat unique with the radio and television networks that we, we still have in place. Um, on the radio side of things, we have 65 stations across the state of Tennessee. Uh, that pick up our programming, uh, and we have that true statewide footprint. Uh, and, and in most cases, there are rights fees that are associated with carrying ball network programming. Um, and it's still important to radio stations to be the exclusive station of the Vols in those specific markets, just based on ratings information. Um, and at Tennessee, we're, we're still somewhat unique relative to the coaches' radio shows um, and then our traditional TV show. Um, and I'll, I'll talk through both of those. On the radio side of things, um, Tennessee has traditionally been a very strong radio network. We have 65 stations across the state of Tennessee uh, that carry our programming. And it still matters in the local markets to be the exclusive flagship station of the balls. Um, and so those markets, those local stations in those markets take a lot of pride in that. Uh, and so we still have a traditional network where the stations pay rights fees to carry our programming. So there is, there is definitely an interest to have content and to have content really beyond the game broadcast across all sports. Uh, so, you know, we have a 34 week run, uh, on a show called Vol Calls. Um, and it, it, it continues to do really well. And I can talk more specifically about what that content is. And then on the TV side of things, uh, we have local over-the-air affiliates in all the major markets, whether it be an ABC, NBC, CBS, that carry our traditional coaches TV shows. Hmm. Um, so it performs really well. And we have an over, uh, we have a regional cable network in Valley Sports that carries our programming. So while those have been staples that have been around here for a long time, uh, they continue to produce for us. Uh, now, to your point, I think we're still 
we still want to discover new ways to distribute content and to do things in different forms. And so what I would tell you is from, from our coaches' perspective, they still have the traditional assets, but then we're also expanding out and, do, and doing new things across new platforms. So we may be somewhat unique in this regard. Yeah, I think you are. I think that there is a, there is a hunger in maybe in Tennessee and Alabama and, and maybe even in Georgia for the coaches show from a radio perspective, maybe from a content perspective, but I'm going to flip it and say that the content is really the problem here with the radio show, with the coaches show, and we talk about that specifically, because if you're a fan, you can hear every press conference and watch every press conference on your phone. You can listen or watch every press conference during the week, whether it's a every day or a Tuesday, Thursday, and all that. You get all that information, which is was not the case four, five, six years ago. You couldn't have all of that data and all that information on your phone before or have you right. have access to it all the time. And, and so the idea of that weekly show where the coach gave information, I mean, how much new information is a coach giving in that show that a general fan can't get? And so what we are feeling, and this is the reason I, I brought it up as a topic, is because all over the country, you know, if you had a restaurant, you know, you could, that restaurant, where the very first thing you wanted was to get the coaches show because you've got unique people coming in every week. Uh, they're buying meals. They're hanging out. They they're doing it because they're because they want to get close to that coach. And we have seen across the country, and I'm not talking about just small markets where people. I'm talking about Power Five schools that are struggling to have that coaches show be worth the same amount of money it was five years ago, eight years ago, and the restaurants struggling to even have people come because of technology reasons. Now, I'm, I, I know COVID. I don't want to use COVID as an excuse. I think really technology is a bigger deal than COVID. The last two years have been ridiculous. But I just, you you have not seen that situation where maybe your host is potentially more of a challenge? No, and, and I'm going to tell you, we have a unique situation here. Um, our hosting partner is Calhoun's uh, Barbecue. Um, that restaurant is positioned along the Tennessee River less than a half mile from Neyland Stadium and campus. Right. So um, it's a unique setting. It's, it's a destination type restaurant. And at, at the restaurant itself, we'll produce our, our coaches show on an outdoor patio that overlooks the stadium. And so we could not, in our situation, we could not have a better hosting site to want to drive traffic. And so our, our traffic uh, has, has been really good. Now we dropped off during COVID like most people did. And a lot of people either went back in studio or they canceled their shows. Um, but with you know the, the momentum that Josh Heupel had here at Tennessee in the fall, uh, our crowds were really good. Now, I'm in a unique situation because I've got a new coach that's having success and you, people in our community have not had a lot of access to him. So the thought of being able to come out and meet him and get an autograph or take a picture with him, that the newness of that is still, is still shining. Well, you, um, made, you made a good point, Brandon, your, your coaches show, and I've obviously been to Calhoun's It's right. You're right. It's right next door. It's easy. And that's a big deal because one of the complaints and, and, and from a coaching perspective, and I understand it, uh, is that it's a two hour time suck. Right for for yeah. most coaches, they have to leave practice or whatever they're doing, drive somewhere, and let's say it's close, it's twenty minutes away, fifteen minutes away, and then they got to set up, do the show, set up, go home, 
and or go wherever they are probably back to the office. And that two hours is a big deal. So a lot of coaches are saying, hey, listen, you can still entitle my show, but I want to do it from my office. So I literally right. don't have to move. And that's happening all over the country where you have a rights fee to be the entitlement of the coach's show, but the concept of the head coach wandering out into the restaurant and the masses and doing that at a, at a place is, is also fading across the country. So you really have a unique setup, buddy. Well, and we have, we've got a, this is a new, unique time here because we have a new administration as far as our athletics director and his executive team. And, and part of the emphasis has been placed on engaging with fans, going out to meet fans and to build support because you know, we've struggled previously. And so one of the ways that we can do that on a weekly basis uh, is with our coaches show. Now we've got some terrific personalities in addition to coach Heupel, uh, coach Rick Barnes, who who's, one of the winningest basketball coaches in NCAA history. Um, he has a great personality, loves being around fans, loves interacting with fans. And, and so when we transition from football into basketball, he's a lightning rod of excitement for our show. And then we have a, a very young marketable coach and Coach Harper on the, on the women's side in, in the role uh, of a tradition-rich program in Lady Ball basketball, which, which has its own following. And so there, there are probably some unique pieces of the puzzle here that you don't see everywhere else. Uh, and the, the, other, the other important note that, that I'll say, and I'm not sure if this is the case in, in all markets, the, the coaches show that we present in Vol Calls is there's exclusive rights in that show that only the Vol Network has access to. So the only way that a Tennessee fan can talk live with a coach is through Vol Calls. And it's not something that you can do on a local drive time show here. The coach can go on and do interviews, but they can't interact with fans. And, and I do think that's unique probably uh, to us versus a lot of markets, but it does seem to entice a lot more fan involvement. Well, and, and you know, to your, I guess, to your point, uh, your last head coach, um, although he probably did the show, was about as engaging as a, uh, as a beat up Egg McMuffin. So the... It's good to have a, three coaches or four coaches that you can rely on. Um, so you really don't want to parade every head coach out there in front of the masses. But one of the reasons the coaches show old concept, which is what you're doing right now, which is this restaurant engaging piece, is where I want to segue, is that everyone wants to talk to a coach, sure, or talk to a celebrity. I get all that. But what they really like is an opportunity to talk to a coach when they're being human and they're not giving canned answers and you feel like you're getting right. some kind of inside scoop. You feel like you're you're getting to know that person, not just the coach, the same coach with the same type of answers that they get everywhere. Um, it's always funny when you have you know a coach like your former coach this is a guy that seemingly didn't have a lot of personality, but was a killer on the recruiting trail. And so you know that that person in real life, whatever that real life is, was incredibly engaging and fun and could recruit like crazy. And, and, and all of us know coaches around the country that they give canned answers. Um, right. And, and then you know there's no way that that pile of garbage in front of a, in front of a camera is the same in front of a recruit because it wouldn't sell. And so – the fan wants that experience too. The fan wants to be feel like they got to know that real coach. And so that environment, which is probably hard to get in a coach's show environment, is what we strive to do from a marketing perspective to create events that look like that. And I, so to your where you were headed, Brandon, is what outside of the traditional coaches show, what do you do with your coaches that maybe give that opportunity, even if it's a, a register to win experience or are there anything else that you guys do? 
No, we, we do a number of things and I'll transition with this. We even work on ways to distribute the vol calls content in, in new, more technology-driven ways. So a couple examples. Our flagship TV station actually comes out to the show. We give them a line into the, the, the producer's headset, essentially, where they'll come out, film it, and then they'll have audio that they repurpose in their news at night. Uh, in addition to that, um, our sports information team will post a lot of short snippets from vol calls onto social media. So if you're not listening, but you're on social media, uh, you get quotes from the coach of what he's saying at the show. But doesn't We've that, Brandon, I'm going to interrupt for a second, but doesn't that speak to exactly what we just said is that the coach knows that if they say something in that show, it's, it's fodder, right? It's going to be potentially everywhere. So you're not going to get quote unquote, the real coach because they're on guard. They have to say the right thing at the right time there, right? Well, I'll tell you what's, what's probably as important as anything else is who is conducting the interview. And where I'm going with that is um, I, would, I would encourage anybody to, to go on to utsports.com and listen to a Rick Barnes-led vol call show with Bob Kessling, who is the voice of the Vols. Uh, Bob, in pretty much every interview segment with Coach Barnes, he may be on the show for 30 minutes. They talk basketball for five minutes, but based on the relationship that they have, they go down these other tracks and you do get to find out who Rick Barnes is as an individual. What are things that interest him? Um, it, we had a show last night and Coach Barnes was talking about our alum, old alumni gym building on campus and uh, he had taken a tour of the facility he and Bob talked about that for 10 minutes and why that was unique and special to Tennessee. And so the content we're creating, if your host can be engaging and have the right kind of relationship with the head coach, then you can pull out who this person is as an individual versus the head basketball coach. Yeah, I get it. And you guys, and, uh, Brandon, do you, I don't know if you do this or not. Do you guys uh, have your coaches uh, do the, the, the golf and dinner circuit still around the state? Um, we had a traditional caravan uh, that stopped uh, pre-COVID. Uh, now, I think I'd mentioned earlier, the new athletics director and the administration want to engage and be in front of fans. So I think this coming season or this coming off season, you're gonna see us get out and, and do, some, do some site visits across the state to engage with fans on a, on a local basis. Um, now, Let's let's take a take a second to go outside of the traditional coaches show, uh, where we're using our coaches and we're finding a lot of success with it, is really in unique content-driven short-form video and audio for sponsors. So, and I'll give you an example. First Horizon, who is our official bank of the Vols, uh, last summer, when we had time with Coach Heupel, we sat down and had essentially ten or fifteen questions that Bob Kessling interviewed him on, and it was basically the life story of Josh Heupel. We broke that up into, I think we had 10 three-minute video vignettes that we released throughout the season that was all presented by First Horizon, and it was a get-to-know new head football coach, Josh Heupel. And the analytics that came back from that were fantastic as far as the number of fans that were viewing it, the number of fans that were engaging with that content. Um, and so finding unique ways like that uh, to, to do exactly what you're talking about, 
find out who this person is as a person versus why he ran a certain play on third and two. Right. Uh, I, I think we have to evolve with that content. Well, and I think that, you know, you're right. And so that, that started with that, what you'd call the traditional caravan concept, because that traditional caravan concept, which um, my, actually my mother and father-in-law started it at Florida State. They, they were first ones to invite Coach Bowden back in 76 to come to uh, the, their hometown and do a golf and dinner deal. And next thing you know, it was three cities and five cities and whatever. But the, that concept, you got the head coach, and the assumption was there's no media in the room. And the head coach talked off the cuff and had fun and made fun of the rival and did all the things that, that you'll never see in front of a camera. And and now, is that even possible when 100 out of the 200 people probably have a cell phone lifted? <laughs> right? right? I mean, you, can't, right. you just can't do that anymore. And so that, but that concept, especially, like you said it very well, you got a new coach. That's a home run because you can take that new coach on the road and you can schedule, you know, 50 uh, stops around the state. And you can and the reason that that's so great is that you can make it a local and a national not local, a local and a statewide buy. It is a it, because you can get local sponsors that can't afford to buy the entire ball network radio situation. Maybe they're local radio sponsors on that local stick, one of your 65 sticks. Um, they can engage in that local dinner, and then you can have statewide sponsors. They can sponsor the whole caravan. They can sponsor the you know the bus that's going down the highway with the and all the things that come with it. So, and you can also bring sponsors in those towns a chance to just sit at the same table and do all those things. So those are that that's still viable, right? Right. No, I agree. Um, I, I think the coaches all know that anytime they step out in the public setting, they have to assume that anything that they say is gonna become public record and potentially posted almost instantaneously to social media. Right. Um, so there is a, some level of a degree of, of protection and maybe guarded. They should uh, be. <laughs> you, know, you know what, across the board though, everything we're talking about can be wildly successful or very difficult based on the personality of the head coach. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, Nick Saban can be really difficult in press conferences on Monday. He's fantastic on his radio show during the week. And they yeah. pack out a restaurant in Tuscaloosa, uh, and I think Hey Coach is the name of the show, and, and it's a fantastic hour uh, with the coach. So a lot of it just depends on... The personality and who you have is your coach, and he's incredibly uh, and, now, and he's incredibly candid on that show, which is, he, he is impossible to think that that's that's even you know possible based on his press conferences. But you're right. So um, the, the other event that that has been happening, I'm sure you have one scheduled. Um, it probably didn't happen this week because you know signing day is a is is kind of going upside down until they figure out how to make you know, which signing day is the important one and when to do these events. But the signing day event is another opportunity. I, I'm going to go backwards to my former life. When I was um, in, in pro football, when we had the draft, we, we did this, you know, 25, 30 years ago or 30 years ago now is that we would, you know, you take your 10 draft picks and you'd have a massive dinner on the field and each of those draft picks is sitting at a table and each of those tables are uh, have sponsors at it. And then each draft pick is highlighted and you do a nice, you know, run up on them and and those people are all, those kids are all engaged with your sponsors, and it's a wonderful dinner. We did that 30 years ago, and that is exactly the concept that, you know, signing day parties are happening right now. And that's where every coach in the coaching staff gets involved, not just your head coach, because they get a chance to, to speak. And, and that's also a sponsorable event. Um, do you do that at Tennessee? Uh, we have traditionally. In fact, um, pre-COVID, uh, we actually did a tour of the state where we put the head coach on a plane, and he started with breakfast in Memphis lunch in Nashville, and then a final event that night back in Knoxville. And you're right, it's, 
uh, it is a unique opportunity. Uh, and then, and it also gives the coach a chance um, to not only engage with fans, but to talk about the signing class. I will tell you though, with the multiple signing days and now the transfer portal, um, I think we're all trying to get our arms around how do we manage this go on a go forward basis. And yesterday's a great example. Has there ever been a quieter February National Signing Day than yesterday? It's nuts. You'd have like four kids that committed, and then the story was done. It was a non-story. Yeah. It was uh, nuts. Yeah. Hardly any surprises. Um, but then you look back, okay, December, I would probably argue the December signing day is more important just because of the volume of kids that you have. And then the challenge of that is it's, it's really right on top of the Christmas holiday season um, with and, busy and schedules. Season. <laughs> and season. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and, and you're right. If you're a team that's that's playing in a bowl game or you're playing in the college football playoffs, you're probably not going to get to see that head coach other than his press conference. He's He he wants to be back in his facility preparing his team to play in a bowl game right. or a playoff game. And so that makes that challenging. Now, from a marketing and advertising standpoint, I think Tennessee traditionally has done a really good job with the content that they create, really 100% digitally driven. And, and so we have opportunities to involve corporate partners in the, in the digital production of signing day. Uh, I think there's probably more bang in the December period for, for a partner. Um, but I, I would say there's a way to combine both December and February and, and one partner present the whole thing. But it's just not like it was in the good old days when you had this uh, magnificent, all-encompassing, exclusive one day a year where you knew 90 to 95% what that recruiting class was going to look like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so it is hard to put that together. I, 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 I wanted to bring up one of the things that, that we did. It was years ago, um, and, and it was done uh, with an in-house marketing agency, which Clemson has gone back in-house. So maybe we'll bring Mike Money back and ask him if I can do this again. But we had a program uh, back at Clemson in the day called Tailgate with the Top Tigers. And what this, it was a register to win on behalf of our client. And the concept was, is that at football, you were registering during football season, you were registering for a chance to have a tailgate, a private tailgate with the basketball and the baseball coach. And they all went to this party with you and they tailgated with you and they went up in the suite with you and they hung out with you because they were out of season and they were available. And then in basketball season, you had a private event with the football and the baseball coach, and then so on. In baseball season, you got to have the basketball and the football coach to hang out with you and do an event at baseball. And so that concept, which it enables to do a year-round register to win, all three coaches were comfortable because they got to dictate the day that they were available. You know, they'd tell us, hey, this is the basketball game that I'm free. This is the baseball game that I'm free. Um, and Clemson did a great job of coordinating the coaches and making it work. But that concept was really successful because fans loved it because there are no cameras, right? I mean, it's just right. you and your eight friends hanging out with the other two head coaches. Uh, and, and so that was a very successful concept, register to win concept. The other one that I'll mention that, that it was, I think, somewhat unique in our world. Um, up in Michigan State, we had a uh, the, the official bank client, and they obviously banks have a need to entertain. And so we had a golf day, which that's not unique, but what was unique is the entire football staff, and I guess at Alabama that would probably take up all the foursomes, but that at, Miss, at, Mississippi, <laughs> at Michigan State, we just had the, uh, the all the position coaches and the head coach 
all were hosting. Each one of those people was hosting a foursome. And so we rented out the golf course for the day and the bank got to invite three people. They knew they were playing with a coach. Uh, on a day on a golf course and that we've also um, attempting to replicate that uh, down in Texas uh, on a fishing charter with the 12 coaches um, spending the day with 50 guests on a huge fishing charter um, in Texas. But those opportunities, obviously hard to schedule, but incredibly unique because they are off camera. And they are out of the, you know, they can be themselves. And so those entertainment opportunities are pretty damn unique. And, and we both with the clients that have been just participated in those have been thrilled and wanted to do them year over year. I think you're spot on with those. Uh, and we've seen success recently with a lot of business to business type sponsors who are looking for unique access and the opportunity to host a private event and, and have 50 to 60 guests come in. And we've done a number of these, what I would call almost fireside chats where uh, the bank president may sit down and just interview the head coach in an intimate setting where the president can can manage the flow of the conversation and the content of the conversation and, you know, get the coach to open up and talk about their family and talk about their kids uh, and get, get a, a unique uh, reaction and interaction with them. And, and the other thing, and you hit on this with the uh, – uh, with the promotions where you sat with the coach for a game or you went fishing with the coach. All of these are opportunities where you get extended time with the coach versus a quick meet and greet for 30 seconds at the traditional radio show. Here's an opportunity where you can spend an hour, two hours, three hours with a coach. And uh, I think those kinds of things, one, because so few people have the opportunity, those things have value. Yeah, the hardest thing about it right now is, and this is why all these coaches out there want to control NIL and they want to control the transfer portal, is because the coaches used to, I say used to because two years ago this was probably true, there were months of the year, months, where they had off. Months. Right, right. And now they don't even know if they have weekends. I mean, they're, they, the, the calendar... And believe me, they're not just saying, I want, to, I want to control NIL and I want to control the transfer portal just because they want to make it equity. They also don't have lives anymore. These guys, and, and you wonder why Jim Harbaugh was interviewing, uh, it's because pro coaches still get two months off. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. and, and college yeah. coaches, they may not, again, they may not get a weekend. You know, and so it's just upside down right now. And until they figure out how to do this, these the access to coaches uh, is going to be more and more difficult. And so that's going to help us. If the transfer portal becomes a, hey, it's two weeks in December and one month in May, that's going to help us as marketers because that coach now can say, okay, as soon as May 17th comes, I have a month and a half off. And then they can say, at least some of that time, I might still be in town and be able to do some of these obligations. Well, and we we are a living, breathing example of that. Um, traditionally, we will try to execute all of our endorsement production uh, in the sp late spring, early summer uh, in coordination with the coach's schedule. And, and I can think back just a few years ago where we had a two-month window to be able to get this done. Now, with recruiting and the portal and all the asks of the coach, we're down to basically a couple of weeks where we have to get this stuff done in May. And, and actually that gets scheduled out right now, four months in advance uh, for us to have that window to be able to do that. Uh, and, you know, 
you talk about a topic for another day. I'm really wondering because of the ask of college football coaches and then the amount of time that the NFL coaches do get off, are we going to see a huge push where coaches are trying to get to the NFL just because they can still have somewhat of a life outside of football? Right. They get, because, to, they, right? They, they, they get to, they get to, they get to coach ball and they get to, and that's it. That's the end. They don't have to babysit. They don't have to recruit other teams and they don't have to, uh, they don't have to pay players. And I mean, the players are paid by someone else. They basically get to come to work, think about football, coach football and go home. Yeah. And, and at some point it doesn't matter how much money you get paid. If, if that is all that there is to your existence, at some point you say, this, this doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, we're headed there. Yeah, college has got to figure it out. And, they, and I, I, it, it seems like they all want to, but with the NCAA being a paper tiger right now, there's not much they can do. But anyway, well, Brandon, I think, we, uh, I think we, we've, we've rolled and rolled on the uh, coaching situation. I'm glad everything is, uh, is, is, is great on Rocky Top, but the rest of the country is struggling with what to do with coaches. The rest of the country is trying to figure out if coaches' shows are still viable, if people still want to go out and to a restaurant and listen to the same stuff they heard before. They're still wondering if the radio stations really, this content is worthy. Uh, it, it is, uh, it is awesome that, that Tennessee is doing as well as they are, but I think this is a, this is a topic that will evolve, um, over the next couple of years as, as, uh, as technology dictates that access is different, but Thanks for joining us today. If you liked us, rate us on your podcast platform. It helps keep us going and elevates us on our search engine so more people can get exposed to Knox Talk. We will be back in two weeks with a special guest. So on behalf of Brandon Parks, I am Paul Sickman with Knox Sports. Thank you for listening to another edition of Knox Talk. Knox Talk.